Hey guys, it's Corinne King with Branding You Real Estate. Thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. I hope that the time um, that you saw it's an hour long did not scare you away because there is so much great content on this podcast. Forewarned at the beginning, we kind of chit chat, which is fine. I'd love for you to get to know JD. There are a few spots where we go off topic, but whatever it is, he has great information. I'm going to be doing an intro for him, but let me just tell you, he oversees 2,000 agents and he chose to talk to me today to give you a ton of information on how you can take your social media and really let your personality shine through storytelling. So keep listening. I know you'll enjoy this and I look forward to hearing back from you on it. Also, tons of information text me. I will send you the cliff notes of this 772-633-6219. Text me your email and let me know what episode this is and I will break it down, give you just the short notes, important things that you need to take with you. All right, enjoy. Hey. Hi, it worked. All right, perfect. I keep testing it, it out and I'm like, is it going to work today? I don't know. <laughs> have you Thank had much, you. have you had issues with it before? Um, not it seems pretty really. Handy. Yeah. You should test it out. I kind of like it when I have my headset on, I used the wrong one and it came up all wonky right. before. So <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, the microphone's an important part for sure. <laughs> it is, but you sound clear. And Good. Yeah, you too. I'll so work on be. that down the road. Okay. Proving it. <laughs> so I won't take up too much of your time no. um, and we'll go ahead and get started and okay. um, I'm going to try to pronounce your last name. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see if I can do it. Yeah. Here with JD Waldvogel. No. So close. Waldvogel. Oh. Waldvogel. Waldvogel. That's fine. <laughs> I'm used to my name getting Corinne. I'm like Connie, Karen. So oh, I'm I sure. just go with it all the yeah. time. Yeah, At I least JD is simple. I feel bad for my wife because her name is Jeanette, and then she picked up the Waldvogel, which is a pain, but she gets Janet all the time. So she'll get oh. her first and her last name O for two sometimes. So it's just something you live with. I'm sure you, you seem like you're used to it, too. <laughs> I am. I just go along with it. Mm-hmm. I just go mm-hmm. along with it. Yeah, it's not worth well, it. Well, um, now since I've had a chance to introduce you, <laughs> I will do a little intro of what I know about you. So I work with JD and I'm talking kind of in third person. So I'm sure. talking out to the audience, but uh-huh. I work with JD with Schmidt family of companies. Uh, I at Caldwell banker we need to make that very clear. One of the <laughs> biggest and best brands out there. I do say so myself. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually put in a post, um, my Instagram post that we were going to do this podcast and here I was like and JD's amazing he oversees a thousand agents I was wrong you oversee <laughs> 2,000 agents in what 90 something offices yeah so we just as of as of recording about uh, two weeks ago we rolled out with Coldwell Banker Premier Properties which is another group in Florida they kind of merged into our I believe over 80 offices and over 2,000 agents company-wide Wow. So, and, you know, like, like you said, you know, not everybody engages with the marketing group or, or, or with me personally, but I mean, it is, there are 2000 agents and yeah. So it's, it, there's a lot of us. It's great. And with that, you oversee all of the digital media and technologies of Schmidt family of companies. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the I've, proper title? Yeah. Digital media and technologies. You nailed it. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those. I'm reading your those, LinkedIn. Oh, that that'll help. <laughs> <then. laughs> yeah, it's one of those kind of catch-all titles. You know, it's I was hired on originally about three and a half years ago to help with social media and stuff, and then um, as things evolved, you know, Coldwell offers a bunch of different technologies, like for not not just for like operations, but for marketing. And so I kind of um, help train on those and uh, kind of work with the brand to see what they're coming out with and how we can utilize it and stuff like that. So yeah, basically any sort of marketing thing. With a computer, I uh, I start as the point person, and then I will direct people accordingly. Well, and I want to read the quote that you have on your LinkedIn, um, because I okay. think that that's a perfect segue of our topic today, and we might even switch up the topic. I might just no. throw you for... 
Hey, I'm going I'm for a little for loop it. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Based on it, but I think it goes with, so the topic JD and I originally came up with was creating a personality on social media. So that's what we have, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm going to read your lovely LinkedIn. Um, this is going to be a surprise sweets. for me too, because I don't remember what it is. It's good. So okay. from JD, quotation marks, I love telling stories in every aspect and avenue. If I can become a part of something that generates true emotion in people, then I'll be happy. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's still true, thankfully. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. So with that and going off of that topic mm-hmm. and something I learned and the main thing that I picked up from the conference we went to last year was storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that goes hand in hand with creating your personality and storytelling and how we can do that on social media and yeah. anything so else you want to yeah, just I mean, take I, it away just from to here? Give some background on that. And I, I mean, you know me well enough to know that I, I can ramble for a very long time. I have my own uh, podcast That's for the I company. <laughs> and then I also have a com- uh, podcast with a buddy of mine, a music one. And I honestly just finished an episode Saturday where I edited it down from two hours of talking to like a, an hour 20 and I'm like, yeah, I just cut out 40 minutes of me talking. So trust me, I, so I'll try to keep it. Brief, I don't have but... those editing skills yet. <laughs> okay, so. then I'll keep it even more brief. But I, I you know, my background is I have a, a film and, and media production degree. I went to a film school in, in West Michigan. And, you know, my, when I was in high school, my, my dream was to be a director and, you know, be a writer and stuff. And um, I, I kind of have taken a weird progression in terms of career path where, you know, I, I uh, went to film school. I worked on some commercial and TV sets out in L.A. And then the next step was I actually worked for Discovery Channel for some of their digital properties. But that was my first foray really into the marketing aspect of it, where I was still writing scripts for videos and still writing stories. Um, but to a degree, it was now sort of, you know, a, a, in a realm of advertising. Um, and that was interesting because it's kind of like, hey, what, you know, what is it that actually connects with people emotionally or what makes them really stop and look at something? And then when my wife and I ended up moving back from LA to, uh, to Michigan, I went even further from the film part of it, you know, from YouTube channels into the real estate uh, realm. And I always say, you know, I had this offer at this company and one at another company that did some, I still never figured it out. Some like, it was like a, a business to business security company or something like that. Um, but what I what it kind of came down to between the two jobs is, uh, and again, not to be like overly cheesy or whatever, but it was a thing of where can I, where is there more room for story? You know, where is there more room to share something and really connect with something and honestly sell a product or sell a service that you truly believe in? Uh, because one thing that I've experienced a lot over the past few years is third-party tech companies coming to me and trying to pitch this great new product for Schmidt family of companies and how great it is. And there's been a couple where I've been like, you know, I've kind of pushed back on them a bit and they don't have good answers. And it's just made me realize, like, I would hate being a salesman or a marketing person for a product or a company I don't believe in or I don't really feel like there's impact. And I think with real estate and, of course, with Coldwell, you know, not to toot the horn of of the brand, but I think there's a lot of story there. And I think that's ultimately what people connect with is they don't just want a product, especially millennials nowadays, especially um, just in this experiential world, we want to connect with something versus just buy something. So it's fun for me. I think it's what's really impactful is trying to find personality and find story in in marketing and in relationships, because that's at least from what I've seen, that's ultimately what really um, brings success to to a business. Absolutely. And especially with real estate. And I think, you know, you came in the perfect time. And I think Schmidt is... Very lucky that you came in three years (laughs) ago because we started transitioning from, okay, social media has now become a thing, but don't just post pretty pictures. How can you connect on a deeper level? How can you tell a story and how can you tell your story so Mm -hmm. your personality sticks out? Yeah. No, I mean, when I kind of like on my first few weeks, I guess first few months on the job, I was kind of localized to about three offices in West Michigan. You know, it's that thing of, Let's get this ground level sorted before we kind of expand out to everybody. And, and I now remember, 80. Yeah, now 80, right, exactly. <laughs> wow. And I remember the manager of the Holland office who ended up you know, being our, our realtor when we bought our house. But um, he was kind of saying, you know, it, there, we have agents who are posting, you know, a new listing or an open house and then posting a picture of their fresh new tattoo. And then we're having people who are talking about 
you know, closing on a home and then people, you know, on the beach, at the beach drinking in the summer. And he's like, I don't care what our agents do, but, you know, th- there are some things that are going to um, turn people off if they're mixed in. Politics, of course, being a huge one of those. But, you know, it started very much as like a, everybody is really jumping into social media right now. Like you said, um, how can we elevate it? You know, how can we make sure what we are doing as a company and what we're training our agents to do is better than what everyone else is doing? You know, I saw an ad from a local competitor here in Holland on Facebook one time that said, you know, click here to look at our listings. And I clicked on that link uh, on Facebook and it took me to a 404 error page. And so that, that does so many things where A, I can't see the listings you promised me, but B, my image of that brand now is they're spending money to advertise to me in ways that don't even work. So it's kind of like, we don't want that image for us. So how can we make sure we do take what we're doing and elevate it? And with real estate, especially, it's so it's, it's such a strange, um, uh, I guess, industry compared to other companies because all our agents are independent contractors. So you are all doing your own marketing at the same time. So I'm in charge of, you know, making sure the company is doing, you know, we have the right messaging with, with our uh, president of marketing, Tracy, and, and the rest of the marketing group. But also, you know, we, we have to coach our agents to make sure that they're doing what is best for their business and best for, for their company. So there's a, there's a lot of levels to it. Um, in the real estate aspect. And so let's focus on a few, since we're just going to focus on the social media side of it and creating the personality and the story there. What are the absolute must have social media sites, like non-negotiable that each agent should have? Yeah. So I think if we're talking specifically real estate, because, you know, a lot of this does change from industry to industry, but if we're talking specifically real estate, uh, Facebook and Instagram are the top two, uh, pu- you know, purely on in sheer size and sheer user base are the top two. Um, they are obviously the most saturated. So you do have to kind of work to make sure you do stand out. But ultimately, that is where we see the most return. I mean, like I said, obviously, I'm a big story person, but I do have to listen to uh, analytics and stuff as well and statistics and AdWords can do OK in Google, but that's a very complicated platform. Twitter is basically garbage for real estate. Um, yes, it's, I've been I, saying that all <laughs> along. Someone, yeah. someone's like, "Why are you need to do Twitter?" I was like, "You know, I only have so much time, and I'm going to focus yes. on Facebook and Instagram, yeah. and that is well." And that's that's the kind of the key right there is that I've had some agents new to the company kind of come in and go, "All right, I want to set up a Facebook, uh, an Instagram, a Twitter, a YouTube. I want might want to do TikTok." And I'm like, "There are so many things there we need to talk." I mean, about. TikTok <laughs> is really fun. Have you gone down TikTok, a TikTok rabbit yeah, hole? Yeah, TikTok. Yes, I have. I, I was, I was, <laughs> but I'm not going to sell real estate on it. But. The problem with TikTok is with people in real estate agents who are trying to get into TikTok, I would venture to say the majority of them are going to, and I say this lightly, uh, maybe embarrass themselves more than bring value to their business, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. But, um, but no, you, you kind of just hit it where you know, every, some people will come in and want to do everything. And what ends up happening, especially if you're kind of new to the, the business side of it, is you spread yourself thin and you don't do any of those platforms well. Whereas if you come in and you say, I'm going to, I'm just going to kill Facebook and Instagram. I'm going to nail those two platforms. You're more likely to get a return because you're spending more time and effort into two places. So those two, I think would be the top two. YouTube does have a lot of value in terms of, you know, posting your videos there. But I think, and I'm kind of venturing off into a different part of this question, but um, the biggest thing that people complain about with social media is that well, A is I don't know how to use it. But the, after that is it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to post content. It takes a lot of work to come up with videos to shoot them. And ultimately, like, they're right. It does take a lot of work to do that stuff. You know, there are companies that can post supplemental content for you. But again, if you start to rely on those, you, the value from your page gets kind of ripped away. So, And I take... think, you know, using an outside company, and correct me if I'm wrong, because mm-hmm. you work with 2,000 agents. I'm just mm-hmm. working with my little team here. Uh-huh. I think, you know, one, if you plan it out too much, and two, if you're using an outside company, you're losing that personal side of it. Yes. Where you can really, and again, I, I think you lose the storytelling, and a big part yeah. of branding you real estate is building a brand for a real estate agent isn't like a company because you mm-hmm. are your company and you are your brand wherever you go. Absolutely. No. And, and I, I, that was something I feel like we're going to touch on even more as we go, because um, that is ultimately one of the, like the most, to me, it is the most important thing is you being out there because, you know, re- people want, like I said, 
they want to know their realtor. They don't just want a transaction where something gets over, gets done with. They want someone, especially first time home buyers and especially people um, who maybe this is their first transaction or they're younger. They want somebody who's going to walk with them through the process and that they can relate to and that they know. And the only way that I'm going to get to know you is if I see you and hear you and get little snippets of what it's like to work with you or what your interests are. I, I really believe the personal aspect of this stuff is the most important aspect of this stuff. And so I don't know if you're on the luxury training. Um, that's later today too. It is awesome. But anyways, oh, that's, it? Oh, that's a whole other topic, <laughs> you know, and one of I think he's like the top agent in all of the United States. And he did a short little video and he showed what he shared with his clients. Mm-hmm. And the one that attracted the most attention wasn't him walking through a multi-million dollar home. It was him dancing with his daughter. And right. that connects right. with that he told a story. He told a, people want to work with people that they know and understand. Absolutely. No, I, I, I completely agree with that. You know, um, there's kind of like you said, you're, you know, when you're an agent, you, your company is you essentially. And so what we do on a company level as, you know, Schmidt family of companies is really different than what our agent should be doing in terms of marketing because our Absolutely. goal is leads and, and, and click throughs and views and everything. But as an agent, as important as those are, there is, there is a personal aspect that is just something you cannot disconnect from. And I want to be able, like I said, to know who you are. And that's going to be different for a lot of people. You know, if you and I both did videos that are kind of get to know us videos, we would come across differently because we're different, but that's the point. You know, you want someone to watch your video and go, oh yeah, they seem like they're, you know, really um, energetic. They seem like they're really caring. They seem like they're really informative. That's what makes us who we are. And that's what, that is what's going to make people want to work with you. And I I think a big thing is, is, you know, not everyone is going to like you. No, (laughs) sadly. And that's okay. And if you're just real, you'll connect with the people that will hire you. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, and And you'll be able to connect with more people in that realm. When you're a new agent, especially, you know, and you're new to real estate and got, let alone if you're even new to the market you're trying to serve, you want people to want to work with you. You know, of course, you'd, the idea of saying, well, I don't, this person doesn't want to work with me is scary because, you know, that's business that could be lost. But ultimately, what I like to tell people, and this isn't, you know, like a revolutionary thought or whatever, it's like, if they don't want to work with you, the chances are you don't want to work with them. Because yeah. you're going to clash. They're going to make your life difficult. Well, maybe the two of you together will make your lives difficult. But you don't – just because someone is looking to buy or sell a home doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be a good fit for you. And that's mm-hmm. okay. That's, like, that is going to make your life less of a headache. And if you're playing the long game and, – mm-hmm. and I think I mentioned this like in an earlier podcast. But if you're playing the long game and you have a terrible experience and they have a terrible experience and they write a terrible review and then they tell mm-hmm. 10 people how terrible you mm-hmm. are – so. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think I, I always joke that if someone ever asks you, hey, what restaurant should we go to? Mo- uh, oftentimes, I wouldn't say the majority, but oftentimes people say, well, I'll tell you where not to go. And they'll start with a negative experience before saying, that being said, I, you know, I've been to Mizu Sushi and they were pretty good or something like that. So, uh, yeah, people are. And the other thing about the negative experiences is that you don't know how much business you lose when that happens. And what I mean is, if I've been using this example with politics a lot, is like I, I truly believe that on your personal page as an agent or as you know as a human, you can post whatever you want. I you know if you have political beliefs you want to share, go ahead and do it. But you have to be prepared for the consequences because you can't post something and then be shocked when people are offended or be shocked when you you know people comment and when are they don't want to work you. with you. Yeah, like of... that's that's part of the that's part of the trade off if you want to share those thoughts. And but what you don't necessarily realize is I, I've had this personally where. I've seen an agent in, you know, in our company or outside of our company post something uh, that's either political or rude or toxic or something like that. And I've decided in, in my heart, like, I'm not going to refer people to them. I'm not going to work with them. And right. they don't know that. You know, it's not like I'm saying to them, hey, you know, so-and-so, I'm not going to work with you anymore because you posted this. I'm just deciding that. But I'm also, like you said, telling more people. I'm telling people, don't work with this person. Don't go to that person because, you know, they're they're – a, B, or C. They're negative. So they're negative. They're rude. They're, you know, they're not very thoughtful. And so when you post something or when you do something negative, not only do you affect your relationship with that person, but you could be losing, like you said, 10, 15 more clients and you'll be none the wiser because it's all under the radar. Right. Right. 
Well, and let's, I mean, that tells you the negative story that you shouldn't tell. Uh-huh. Um, I want <laughs> right. to come back. I feel like we could just talk forever. Let's plan a second oh, yeah. one. We got, yeah, we got, I mean, hey, I got, I got another 40 minutes. So you tell me, you Perfect. have to shut me up. <laughs> um, because I definitely want to bring it back to the storytelling and let's focus on the two mm-hmm. main platforms then, because sure. I feel like we could definitely talk for like three more hours if we threw in YouTube or LinkedIn. Oh yeah. Or, oh yeah. Um, and I do think platforms, so you have multiple platforms and uh-huh. depending on the client you're trying to attract, mm-hmm. I think it, like maybe for an older generation, baby boomers, Facebook is probably better than Instagram. Yeah, for sure. No, I think, and, and that, that goes back to the whole industry as a whole, right? Like that's why we're not talking about Snapchat as a platform for real estate because that audience is not really buying and selling real estate. Right. And there's a much larger crossover with Facebook and Instagram, but it's, um, but it's still a Venn diagram. It's not a perfect circle. So yeah, you're right with Facebook, you know, so I'm, I'm 25. And most people my age still, I, I would argue, and again, everyone's going to have their stories about, well, I've got a friend who got off Facebook at 19 and hasn't looked like, okay, whatever. Um, we all have people, that one friend. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Most people my green. age are on Facebook and use it relatively consistently. We are also on Instagram and arguably use that more. Mm-hmm. And then when you start to go younger, you know, I'm the oldest of four and my youngest sibling is 17, I think. Um, 17 to, you know, 23 are my other siblings. They are, again, same deal. They're on Facebook, but they use Instagram even more than I do. You know, it kind of transitions that way. So um, Instagram is definitely, I would say, more millennial based. There are plenty of Gen X and baby boomers on Instagram. Um, but not really engaging in the way that they are on Facebook. So there's, yeah, you know, to really generalize it, Instagram skews a little bit younger, um, whereas Facebook skews a little bit older. And again, what we were talking about earlier is how every platform is different. And you need to be conscious of that when you're sharing content and creating content. You can't just take one picture and one quote and put that on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat and LinkedIn and expect it to perform well on all of those platforms. Right. So you really do have to, and this goes back to the work part of it. You know, it is work. You, you have to figure out, okay, Instagram is more visual, right? Okay. So is this going to be, you know, is this the best photo to put there or should I do something else? So you really have to think about each platform uh, in, in a different manner to make sure what you're sharing connects in, in that medium. And let's start with Instagram then. So sure. telling stories, putting your personality, standing out, elevating your Instagram experience mm-hmm. to attract followers and buyers. And so I think there's a there's there's a couple aspects to it. The the quick one is that with all of this stuff, with all of your social media, you have to make sure you're sending people there. So obviously you can you know Instagram. This could be its own long conversation too. Hashtags are a big part of it. You can find your 20 to 30 hashtags that you comment every time so people can try to find you. That's a big part of it. But I've had so many people with Facebook or Instagram say, hey, my account's only grown by like 10 in the past six months. Why isn't it growing? And I say, okay, well, are you, are you putting it on none of your marketing materials? Well, no, not really. Well, okay. Well, are you telling people about it? Where are you sending people? Well, I'm sending them to my website. And like, okay, well, that's not horrible, but you can't really capture them there. You know, are you word of mouth? If you meet a new person, are you telling them to go to your Facebook page or your Instagram account? No, not really. Okay. Are you doing ads? No, not really. So if you're not doing anything to grow your accounts, why would you expect it to just grow by itself? So there is one aspect of it that is just making sure you're sending people there when you have the opportunity to. I feel like you're talking but, to me right now. <laughs> I, maybe I am. I mean, that's, you know, it's part of it really is just word of mouth, you know, just making sure that you're sharing it. Um, in terms of the content, though, the other part of it, uh, Instagram stories are just freaking huge. They really are. You know, they they went from zero to 250 million users in one year. And then, it, you know, it keeps hopping more and more over the past two, two and a half years. Stories themselves, again, this is where people start to, if they don't really understand how a story works, they just kind of write it off. So they say, well, it disappears in 24 hours. What's the point? Well, the point is that you know, I could post an Instagram photo and get 30 to 50 likes and I can post an Instagram story and get 150 views in the same amount of time. People are looking at those and they're going through them. And those are the opportunities to have the videos of you dancing with your dogs or playing with your kids or 
uh, just doing some, you know, I, almost like a bloopery sort of reel or a behind the scenes sort of a thing. Oh, I like that's that. That's the like stuff that people connect behind for. the scenes. Yeah, I mean, what I whenever I shoot videos with agents, what I sometimes do if it's just one or two people and myself, you know, I'll shoot the video and there's almost always a time where they stumble or laugh or something like that, and I'll throw that in at the end. So you know, I'll do the little end slate with their business info and then it'll cut to black and then boom the next thing you see is them kind of stumbling over their words and laughing or making some funny comment and i always hear back that that's what people love the most about the video people connect because that's you being there they do they totally do and that's what exactly that's exactly what it comes down to so i think you know with instagram especially you want to be able to connect and be personable but i do feel like visually there is a little bit of a higher quality expectation than there is with facebook so you know, you could go to on Facebook and shoot a little video with your iPhone with, in your hand and, and upload that. And that'll, that, that'll be fine. That'll be good. But on Instagram, it's just so much more visual because it's filling up my screen and you're competing with other visual things that you really have to put a little more thought into what you're posting and into what you're doing. I mean, even looking at the photos that you had for your Instagram for this podcast, for this, you know, for, for this venture, everything is like symmetrical. It's clear cut. It's visually appealing. Oh, you found and me? And it's not something... Well, you followed me um, about 15 minutes or so before we started. <laughs> yes. So I clicked on it quick. And I, was, I just skimmed it when I was on my last call. Yes. Um, and, but you know what I mean? It's all visually appealing. You know, it's, it's, it's stuff that, that attracts your eyes to stay there versus something that, you know, the, 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 it's, it's a minor psychological thing, but the less focus an image is, the less centri- sensual it is, the, the easier it is for my eyes to glaze over it because there's nowhere that's drawing my eyes' attention. So... Instagram overall is very, very visual, whether it's the video or the photo, there is a little bit of a higher expectation and quality. And, you know, so, and I'm definitely not an expert at social media. Somehow I took it on and I'm just yep. learning as I go. And yeah, but you're doing a pretty, pretty darn good job of it compared Thanks. to other people who have just taken it and run with it. So, I mean, I think you put a lot of care and, and effort into figuring it out. Well, and it, it so like if it. you go to my team's page, it's kind of messy. We're jumping into stories, but just like not sure. consistently. The colors mm-hmm. are all over the place. Um, so if you look at it, it's just it's colors are all <laughs> over the place. And I work in progress. Sure. Yeah. And so when I took on the branding, you real estate, I was like, well, if I'm going to tell other people to brand themselves, maybe I should work on mm-hmm. the look and feel of mine. Yeah. So the past yeah. like two nights, I'm getting really excited and I've been like staying up you know, midnight going Mm -hmm. through making all these posts, but it does take a long time. Mm -hmm. And then I want to make sure, you know, like you said, the colors and it's symmetrical and, um, yeah. So yeah, it's, no, there's, I mean, you could see a difference back to the work thing. Yeah. You can, you know, it's, it's a, it's a pretty big workload, but at the same time, I really think like the more work you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. You know, if you just throw something together, people aren't going to be as interested because they'll, it just won't appeal to them. Whereas if you put more effort into it, it's the same with anything, right? It's practice makes perfect. It's the, it's the more you put in, the more you get out. So I think, yeah, I mean, it, it is when you take something on like this, it is a time suck, but it is worth it if your goals align with what you're getting out of it. And so back to Instagram, we stories really important, but doing them well and consistent. Yeah, you know, in terms of quality with stories, it's a little less important because it is supposed to be a little more off the cuff. Um, there are opportunities for, you know, like, sp- you know, high quality content in stories. And there's something to be said about that. But ultimately, the stories is where I want to connect with you the most. That's okay. where I want to see you having fun. So, you know, sometimes it is maybe you were shooting a video walkthrough and you had a little, you know, you stumble over your words and you just throw that blooper in there. Or maybe it is just as simple as like, you know, Madeline's learning to walk and you post a little clip of that because that's endearing to people. So it's, that is a lot more personal and you can still be personal in the posts, but I think when you start talking about the actual posts on Instagram, that's where you really want to make sure the quality is at a, is at a good level. I was just going to ask the difference between stories and now the Instagram post. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, part of the big difference is just the literal size. They're the, the dimensions of it you know, Instagram stories are created to fit your whole screen of an uh, iPhone. So it's that okay. weird, I forget the, the dimension. It's like, I think it's maybe 16 by nine or something. You know, it's a weird dimension. Whereas Instagram posts, square is still best. You know, you can, you know, they used to make it where you could only do square photos or it would crop your photos. So it's a square. Now you can do, you know, 
you know, widescreen photos, you can do other full screen photos, but it's still the square that looks best. So even from that aspect, there's a big difference in terms of what you should and shouldn't be posted or what you should post where because of just the shape of the screen, the shape of the product. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot. Sorry. sorry no, talking. keep going. Get, keep going. I love get it. emotional. I'm getting no. <laughs> so excited. Like I'm looking at my Instagram like, oh, I'm going to do a story right now, but I can't film us yeah. talking. So with the phone, I was right. like, yeah. I don't, that might mess up the whole podcast. All right. So I think we really, <laughs> you know, Instagram, anything else to add how you can mm-hmm. incorporate your personality and create a story on Instagram before we switch over to Facebook? No, not particularly. I think, you know, I, I think it's just maybe, maybe this is sort of like, you know, don't feel afraid to be you. Don't be afraid to, um, I think a lot of times with we've been talking a lot about video in the company recently because of, you know, everything being digital right now and um, with not being able to go out in certain states. Um, quality is what everybody is concerned with. Like it needs to be professional, it needs to be perfect. And I, there's a lot to be said about that. Um, and I, as we transition to Facebook, we'll talk about this a bit more. But like ultimately you are what people connect with. And yes, if your video is dark and, and grainy and you can't hear you, it's hard to connect with you. But ultimately it's more about making sure that you come across naturally and authentic. And so when you're posting content, especially in the stories, I, I kind of say like, don't overthink it. Right. Like you, again, that you want to have a certain level of quality, but after that, just put it out there. Cause you know, unless you do something absolutely crazy and inappropriate and horrible, the worst thing that happens it is goes that away people, hours. it goes away. Exactly. Uh, so that's and why the worst you thing said that the quality is that of your posts really make sure those stand out. Or those are well yeah, done because those don't go away unless well, you delete you know, them. Think about what I, what I did with your account. You followed me like, you know, half an hour ago, 40 minutes ago. I clicked on it on your account. And the first thing I see is your title and then like the past nine posts that you've done. So there's a certain level of quality that I see when I'm trying to connect with you. So that's why the posts are more important in quality because like you said, they stay there and it's sort of what people judge you on. You know, if you click on that post and I look at it, I, or if I click on your page and I look at it, I'll see a bunch of your posts. So the quality already is sort of that first level of uh, judgment or first level of deciding if you're somebody I want to work with or, or follow. Or and not. from what, I mean, this is a little different because I'm marketing to mm-hmm. real estate agents and not to buyers sure. and sellers, but sure. what story did immediately the visual aspect of this tell you about me? I think what it told me, like I said, a lot of the image images that I saw were clean cut and symmetrical. And what that told me was it definitely seemed, I'm, I'm thinking of one in particular that I feel like had like the, and again, I might be completely off, but like had a notebook and like glasses and like a coffee mug. And it was all like almost Wes Anderson-y the way it was laid out. And what that said to me was like, this is someone, first of all, who's got their stuff together. Yes. And it definitely pulled it more, like you said, business centric. This is sort of stuff that's going to help me build my business or it's going to help me, um, you know, improve my business as opposed to, hey, here's a cool house or, hey, here's, you know, check out this new property. So I I think what it just gave off was it was a was a level of professionalism and a level of um, I don't know if I'd say simplicity, but like, yeah, like I said, put togetherness. All right. I think that's a term. That's definitely a term. Definitely a word. Put togetherness. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Put togetherness. (laughs) I'll put that in my dictionary. Perfect. Um, awesome. All right. Well, I think we have a ton of information to work with uh, Instagram yeah. here, which I'm mm-hmm. like just really learning about Instagram. I know it's been out for a long time. Mm-hmm. 33, a little older. Yeah, but you know, now. some of these, <laughs> but some of these things, you know, they, they come out and then they experience a boom years later. You know, TikTok is one of those. TikTok was an app called Musical.ly for the longest time that once it finally really caught on with a few big I, I don't know what musically users were called, but users, and they were kind of, I th- I'm pretty sure they were bought out and then the name was changed, but that had been around for years. Mm. And so there is a certain level of on a, on a large scale sort of watching what's coming up and you have to really weigh out that conversation of, is this worth my time investing in or, and you know, is this going to be big or is this going to build and then disappear? Like kind of like Twitter. Really, Twitter oftentimes, definitely did that. Yeah. Well, and part of that was because, you know, I'd say well, it's 2020 right now. So I think about four years ago, maybe five years ago, um, one of their big pushes they were trying to do was something called Periscope. I remember Which was Periscope. live streaming. Yeah, I thought that was so yeah, we cool. Did, yeah, at, at SourceFed, um, we, we got on that right. And, and even on that level, 
Periscope came out and then a company called Meerkat came out and they did the exact same thing. But the difference was that Periscope partnered with Twitter. And so they already had that kind of clout behind them. Meerkat fizzled out in the first year. Periscope kind of won that battle. But then what happened is Facebook says, okay, we can do that. And they did Facebook Live. And that pretty much killed out Periscope. Periscope. It's still there. I mean, I'm still getting alerts on Twitter the past few weeks of, you know, Ricky Gervais started a Periscope or so-and-so started a Periscope. But the, it, the user base of that platform and the value has diminished so greatly because somebody else did it better. And so that does kind of seem to be Twitter's MO right now is, and again, this is just my personal opinion. I wouldn't even call it my professional opinion, is that they keep trying to do new things, but it almost seems like too, too little. Between too like Instagram really... and Facebook, you're already getting those one-liners and I think everything yeah. is visual. You know, I would rather get my yeah. one-liners through a beautiful photo on Instagram than someone's mm-hmm. witty. Well one-liner right yeah well and the thing is you know when, when twitter a year about uh, probably geez three or four years ago you know they went from 140 characters to 280 that's kind of nice in the sense of okay i can share more in a tweet now but then the question is and again they probably have these analytics that, that i don't have but the question is does that hold my attention as much because part of the value of twitter was everything was so short that i could just scroll and read and scroll and read and now that the paragraphs are bigger or the tweets are longer I might just keep scrolling and not reading anything and then find less value there. So, you know, there's so, there's a lot of layers to it. And a lot of people smarter than me are working on it, but I would just say whatever they're doing doesn't really seem to be working too well. Because they can get that everywhere else and they don't have to open up a new, you know. Yeah. What's your, what's your value proposition? What do you offer me that I can't find Mm -hmm. somewhere else? Yeah. And then let's go to Facebook. I feel like, you know, no Twitter. We, we put that out there. Right. I mean, if yeah, you want to do Twitter, yeah, that's great. I, I, There's some people who love it. With, with all of that said, yeah, I am on Twitter at, personally. And I do, you know, follow accounts and I do, you know, kind of tweet occasionally. But I do not find any value there, I, both, both like morally and ethically and from a business perspective. I think it's more of one of those things that I can't cut out, even though I should. Um, so I do say all of that without drinking my own medicine. But I do think if you're like, what am I doing for my business? Don't even think about it. Don't even bother with it. Okay. I know someone in our company, you know them. They like love Mm -hmm. Twitter. And he's the only one in that sphere. And I'm like, you go for it. And it actually has brought a lot of business for them. So that, and that's what, you know what, if it's, if it's brought them business, then I am in no position to tell them to stop doing it. Like, that's what I, you know, I, a lot of what I share are best practices and generalizations and guidelines, but some people are going to find their niches and they're going to find the things that really work for them. And if you find that, go for it, like absolutely follow it. But once something stops paying off, you need to be able to pivot. You can't just say, well, this is what I've been doing and it used to work. So I'm going to keep doing it. If something stops Mm -hmm. working, you have to figure out why and then pivot from there. Like Twitter. And, uh, yeah, I only, I have you for 22 more minutes. Yeah. Um, so let's focus <laughs> on, I won't take up all your time, I promise. We'll focus no, on Facebook now. All right. So Instagram is okay. so much fun. Um, and Facebook, yeah. let's talk about the mm-hmm. best way to use Facebook and the best way to tell our stories sure. and get our personalities out to the world. So I, you know, as much as Instagram is the visual platform, Facebook is still very, very visual. And the biggest thing you can do, and this is, you know, it's sort of the same for Instagram, but the biggest thing you can do is put yourself on the page, put you out there. That could be in images, that could be in video, but, and and again, I'm trying to think of enough succinct examples, but I, you know, I had one agent who on, she joined the company and then she just, you know, her office page created a little post that said, you know, welcome Cindy to Coldwell Banker, you know, yada, yada. She shared that to her personal page and just said, excited to start this new venture. And that night got her first what? listing appointment. All because she shared it. It was a, she, you know, it was a friend from high school, which she had, you know, hadn't been in high school. It was, it's not like she had graduated within the past five or six years. And they said, you know, we were just about to sit down with our other agent later, or our previous agent later this week, but, you know, we'd love to sit down with you as well. All because she said something. So, because Facebook has such a personal aspect of like keeping up with people and staying in touch, you got to make sure you're reminding people that you're in real estate. And I'll be the first one to tell you, do not be a salesy, pushy person in every single post. But that doesn't mean you're, you shouldn't be sharing real estate at all. 
So that's one of the great ones. Another great story is, you know, the, the classic uh, photo with your clients at the closing table or photo with your clients in front of their home that they just bought or they just sold. And I get people who, a lot of times who say like, well, you know, all, everybody does that. I see that all the time. Well, one of the things we have to remember is that statistically, your average consumer only follows one to two real estate pages. So even though we see it all the time, they are not seeing it all the time. So posting a photo, you know, posting a photo with your clients, sharing that on your business page and letting them know, just say, hey, do you mind if I share this? And if they say yes, awesome, post it. And there's a good chance that they will share that to their personal page because they want to share that they just bought a home. And a perfect example is we had an agent who did that, you know, said, congrats, you know, JD and Jeanette for purchasing your first home was an honor working with you, yada, yada that person, the wife shared that to her personal page and said, we're homeowners now, you know, thanks so much or whatever. And one of her friends commented and said, Hey, we were, you know, we're looking at selling soon too. Who did you work with? And she replied back and said, I worked with Sam. He was amazing. He was great. And just like that, he got a new referral all because he just posted a photo of him with his clients. And so part of it is literally just putting yourself on your page whether it's in videos that you're doing, whether it's in photos that you're, that you're in, but just so and you're saying being there, there's so, so that, many different layers to Facebook and you kind of brought yes. this up. You have your personal, then you have yeah. your business page and then you have groups yeah. as well. And then you have your yeah. stories on yeah, all of, it's a lot. <laughs> and then stories on both your yeah. business page and your personal page. So I don't really mm-hmm. post much on my personal page. I'm I'm like the silent yeah. stalker. Like no one knows. I'm always on it, but I'm yeah. never actually. I'm, on I'm the it. same way. Yeah, I'm, and because it's so much of my job, it's like okay, now in after hours, do I really want to like spend time right. on Facebook again? And and you know, I I I do think to myself like if I had a business, re- you know, like if I were an agent, I would be posting more. On my if I was page. my own because, agent, so I and as you know, yes. I work on a team under someone, and my goal right now is yes. to learn a lot about branding so I can build up her brand, and she shares a ton right. on her personal page, and vice versa. I just mm-hmm. don't because it's yeah, really it's her face of the team. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, mine is too. I just Which don't care as much on my, on my personal page um, for that reason. But yeah. I'm trying something out. Let me know your thoughts on this. So I okay. am creating two groups. And this is, you know, to me, creating your brand and inserting yourself in the mm-hmm. community, but how you can use social media. And this idea mm-hmm. came because we can't connect with anyone. So I created, it's called Meditate St. Croix. And by no means okay. am I going to say, hey, I sell real estate and let's meditate. It's more just I'm going to lead right. online meditation on a beautiful place in St. Croix. So now I'm selling a beautiful wow. place on St. Croix. And yeah, people get to know me. And then eventually that'll link, oh, and she sells real estate and I really like her vibe. And this beach is beautiful. What are your thoughts on utilizing yeah. groups in that I, way? So I think there are two main layers there that I'm, I'm picking up on. One is the actual usage of groups. There's Groups have had a huge surge in, in popularity on Facebook over the past year or two. So I think just utilizing that tool is, is fantastic. And I actually had an agent in Florida last week reach out about starting a group. Not, uh, you know, the, the same idea of starting a community-based group not as an agent, but just as somebody in the community. And uh, the one thing I'll say that I said to her was like, you know, you have to be prepared for the workload. You know, I've had, there are groups at most communities have like, you know, in Holland, we've got Holland informed, which is just things going on around town, whether it's why is the street blocked off? What was that crazy noise? Right. And some, you know, somebody starts it with good intentions. And now this group has 7,000 citizens in it. And it can get way out of hand. And they're like, you know, I've seen groups where literally the admins will basically um, give up that position because it's too right. much work or it's not worth it. And I'm not expecting yours to go that route because it's also not, it seems like the opposite of a toxic page, but you're utilizing the tools the right okay. way. And then secondly is how you're utilizing the group in terms of the content. And to me, it is the most powerful way of marketing because it is, and you know, the con is that it's, it's a slower way. Right. So this is more passive. It's not you saying buy with me, sell with me. I'm great. It's you providing value to people in your community as Corinne, not even as, you know, Corinne, as part of, you know, the, the, the Amy team or the real estate aspect of it. Just you saying, hey, this is something I want to do. This is something I enjoy. And 
you know, you can see how beautiful St. Croix is. And if someone says, I want to work with you because of that, awesome. That's amazing. But that's not necessarily your number one intention right. or goal. It's like the second. You know, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it is an added hope. I, so I coach soccer in Holland for three to five-year-olds because oh I God, love soccer so and cute. I love kids. And so, yeah, I, I saw my, my wife saw an ad for it when we started here and I've been doing it two times a year for the past, you know, I took one break, but past three or four years. And I, I do it because I, like I said, I enjoy soccer and I enjoy coaching and, and teaching. And I had one time where I was coaching, you know, there was a couple of kids that go through both times of the year. So I get to know the kids and the parents a little bit. And then that next spring I was in the parade with Coldwell Banker, one of our uh, big parades in town. And they saw me and recognized me and talked to me about buying or selling and that at, at practice the next time. So like I saw you in the Coldwell parade and then they started asking all the questions about the market. And they've and already like built. And so and it goes back to definitely, you know, something I said earlier, but they've already built the confidence mm-hmm. in you. They've, that ice breaking, that weird, yeah. awkward, they already feel like they know you and they're connected. Exactly. Well, and it's another, if anything, it's another layer of value that I can provide to them is that, oh, cool. You know, he's hopefully a good coach and he's good with kids and, oh, shoot, we were going to, you know, we are expecting again. So we were going to move up in a house. Let's talk to him about it because we already know him. You know, it's, so, it's someone we already have a relationship with because, again, that's what people are really um, hoping and looking for when it comes to, their, you know, an agent generally is making sure that they can connect with that person. So I think it's about, you know, a lot of all social media and all marketing to me comes down to value. Like if you, if you had to drill it down into one word, it's a value. What value are you providing me? And why should I care about why should I engage with this ad? Why should I engage with you? If all you're doing is thinking about yourself, not what I right. as a consumer. And I think I, you know, I'm not in a position where my career is, is um, based on real estate in terms of buying or selling, you know, so it's a lot easier for me to say this than do it. But ultimately what, if you can continue to provide value in a way that is kind of selfless to a degree, people are going to want to work with you more because they like right. you more. Mm. And value is a huge word that could be entertainment. It could be information. It could be aspects like the Meditate St. Croix, you know. And I say um, with the groups, but like, it all find something you love um, because you're going to yeah. have to do it <laughs> consistently. Yes, exactly. No, you, and, uh, well, and I talk about that with, with content just on your pages in general, but I, I, at an even greater level, especially with stuff like this, like, yeah, you are going to be posting this all the time. You are going to live in this. So make sure it's something you care about. You know, I'm a, I am a huge coffee person. I'm not necessarily a huge craft beer person. Mm -hmm. So if I were to start a a, a series that was like the best breweries in West Mm -hmm. Michigan, well, that's not really going to fit me that well. But if I start doing, you know, top 10 coffee places in West Michigan, I'm going to want to do that. So it's going to make it easier for me to do it. And then the content will be better because it's, you know, again, it's not to sound cheesy, but like your heart is in it or you are, you are caring about what the product. So you absolutely have to find something you like. All right, so we talked about groups. We got, man, we could just mm-hmm. keep going. I've got to call you back. Um, I know. So I'm like 12 minutes. <laughs> um, two, yeah. So with Facebook, we, I mean, groups, I just think is just a different way that a lot of agents don't think about. And it's really just something I've started to yeah. think about. Um, like I told you, Meditate St. Croix. And I'm, I love wine. So mm-hmm. I was going to start a St. Croix wine club yep. that will support our restaurants right. and bring people together. And I don't have to spend awesome. any money. It's literally just being the coordinator of it all. No, it's just time. You know, I, I, I have so many people who treat Facebook as that extra little thing they should do, right? Well, I do all my marketing here. I do this and that. And I should probably post on Facebook sometimes. And if that's what you're putting into it, that's what you're going to get out of it. On the flip of that, I have an agent who at a sales meeting one time said, I treat Facebook notifications like work emails, you know, because he's using it almost exclusively for business. And when I say brand building, I mean, again, building his personality and telling his story. And so when he gets a comment, he responds. When he it sees a post in a group that he's a part of and he can add value, he'll respond to that. He will engage with his you know, messages and stuff. So it's just treating it with the level of importance that it sometimes deserves because then you'll start to, again, get actionable business um, items when out it- of it. Whereas if you just kind of think about, uh, I can post now. Uh, I should have posted yesterday. Oh, well. Then you're not putting the So when posting it. on Facebook... I mean, it all comes back mm-hmm. to personality, the value that you're offering, um, and storytelling. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know, I think there's one aspect of it that is um, it, that's unavoidable, which is obviously the properties themselves. Right. So like if you have a new listing, share that. Obviously, you know, not everything needs to have you in it personally. But like even if I have a new listing and I share that on uh, the link on my page, what I write above that, those two or three lines are still and really important. And that's your important. story. You know, and that's your what am I sharing about too. this? Like trying yeah. I mean, my thing is with branding you real estate is that there's absolutely no one like you. So if, you can get inspired by other right. people, but use your own voice and get mm-hmm. funny with it, you know, whatever you are. Yeah. You know, I, so two, two stories and to not be too self-indulgent. One of them, when I, so when I worked at SourceFed, which was the, the Discovery Channel, uh, YouTube channel, uh, I was in charge of their Twitter account and I when I, when I had left that job and come back, I was talking to my sister about it, who, you know, there were two other people who had access to that Twitter account. If I was gone or if they needed something to tweet, whatever. And my sister told me kind of offhand, she goes, Oh, I could always tell when it was you tweeting from source because of the words that you use. And at that time, Twitter was 140 characters, but she was able to tell that it was me based off of grammar, punctuation, the words that I use, the way I say things. And again, 140 characters is maybe a sentence and a half, two sentences. So how you say things, what you say, really, really gives off an impression of who you are. So that's why, you know, I tell people, yes, it might seem silly trying to think of what those two or three lines are that you're going to post or that one sentence, but it makes a difference. It, it is a very subtle way of sharing your personality. And then the other thing, uh, and this is the more self-indulgent one, but I'm also a musician and I, you know, record music and stuff like that. And I was talking, I have one EP out and I was talking with my buddy about it uh, on Sunday, actually. And we were just talking about what you just said, that idea of influences. And I think it's totally, you know, obvious, it's no matter what, you're going to be influenced by other bloggers, other uh, realtors, other agents, or in my case, you know, other musicians, how that comes through in the final product is going to change all the time. So like I might, love and I don't but let's just say you know I might love a death metal band and I might listen to my music that I write and go I see where those influences come from or are coming in but it's not directly in the music you know it's not a death metal song maybe it's a folk song that's being influenced by that so you're going to be influenced by all these outside things that's totally okay but you have to kind of toe that line of not just straight up ripping somebody off or copying and pasting what somebody else right and then you I mean you have to start building your personality. And if they see you one way and then another way, yeah. then you don't get the consistent oh, yeah. connection yeah. from people. I, I always say that about, I mean, headshots are the first example, right? In, in, in real estate in general, in business cards, Facebook, your headshot should reflect who you are. If you are not, you know, I am not somebody who wears a suit and tie every day. I, you know, I wear a button up, I'll wear polos, I'll wear, you know, suit coats, but I'm not a suit and tie guy. And if in my headshot, that the first thing you ever see of me, I'm wearing a, a three-piece suit. I wouldn't nice recognize. Tie, I'd be like, and who I, I look, is that? Well, you probably wouldn't recognize me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, but then if I showed up to our listing appointment wearing, you know, button-up and khakis or a polo and khakis or something like that, or even even more my style, if I, I've become so um, desirable in the St. Croix, like just clothing uh, persona, mm-hmm. like I, I bu- I'm building more of that, that kind of wardrobe and like that's really what I prefer. So if I was wearing a three-piece suit and then I show up in like a Tommy Bahama shirt and, you know, shorts, you're going to go, you're not who I thought you were. And that's not necessarily saying that person A or person B was bad, but that image is, is important, you know? Or the flip of that is if I look really casual in my photo and then I turn up and I'm in a full suit, people are just going to, you're going to throw people off instead of actually connecting with them. It's going to do the opposite. They're going to go, whoa, 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 who, who are you? <laughs> so yeah, all, every aspect of it, contributes to who people think you are and what they think about you and we need to be conscious of that the entire time and then let's go to stories really quick so am i getting all the layers of facebook here we have your page your business page your Mm -hmm. personal page your stories across Mm -hmm. either of those and then also groups yeah i you know uh i would also say with the business page there are there you know ads are a big part a big part of it too actually advertising I do totally think that you can run a business and run a successful Facebook page without spending money on Facebook. Uh, but I do think in terms of, hey, I've got a marketing budget. Where's the best place? Where's the best bang for my buck? Facebook is, a, is an app or social media in general is a huge aspect of that. Um, but no, I think outside of the ads part, you've, you're okay. hitting all of the layers. You know, Stories, thankfully, are, and maybe this is wrong to say, but Facebook stories and Instagram stories in that capacity do function pretty similarly. 
So if you were to, you know, on Instagram, if you were to, when I do stories, like right now, there's the button that says share to Facebook and Instagram. And I do, I do click that because stories, again, they're more casual, they're more BTS. And so it's BTS, okay to share those cross down. platforms. What is it? Oh, behind oh, the scenes, behind the BTS, scenes. Sorry. Got it. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. So like, that's kind of how I always, if I were to really simplify stories for real estate, I'd say it's the behind the scenes stuff, right? If you're, if you're just a photo of you, you know, at the office, you know, working late or something like that. It's just, it's getting you out there. It's not the final product. It's like we said, the blooper reel. It's the setting up the shot, you know, it's the setting up the whatever. So um, I always kind of just think of it as behind the scenes. Stuff you know what I want to it. compare really quick? 1055. You got to go sure. soon. So I won't keep you too much longer. Um, <laughs> so I realized, sure. and you know, reading things and testing it out. And really, I learned a lot from mm-hmm. building my Instagram for branding your real estate is, you know, my posts uh-huh. there. I made sure that they all were the colors were the same. They all work together because yeah. when you look at it, it's very yeah. visual. But Facebook is different. You don't see it like that. So how would you post yeah. differently? It's a, it's a little bit different. And I think in that, because you're, you're absolutely right, you know, um, not to always bring it back to film, but Instagram, you have to be thinking sort of like a film director where there are some movies you see where you're like, I know who did this movie. Or this looks really familiar because some directors have that same visual style throughout everything they do. And with Instagram, it's sort of the same, right? Like if I go to your page and I see nine photos, they should all be relatively thematically similar. Facebook's a bit different. We don't see those grids. We don't see a consistent um, uh, stream of just one person's content. So I would say that that consistency, and I'd say this cautiously, is a little bit less important, but you still want to be able to set a tone of who you are so that if your post does come up on my page, I recognize you. I know where it's coming from. How so do you create I, I that think tone it's a little through bit... pictures to keep it consistent? Do you try and stick with the same filter, the same look, the same angle? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I, I think out of those ones particularly, I think the tone in terms of the filter that you're using or the, again, I, I keep going back to this word, the symmetry that you're using, you know, are your photos kind of laid out the same? But ultimately, I think with Facebook, consistency is what's really, really important. So even if things differ from here to there, as long as I'm seeing you every day or seeing things within that same vein, that's going to stay in my head. So I, I you know, the, there are some agents who will, on every post, they'll have like the same kind of logo across the bottom. That's an easy way to, to continue the branding, you know, just to literally put your name or logo there, but it can still feel really salesy. And so sometimes with Facebook, it's more about still high quality, but you know, the quantity Versus making sure everything looks exactly okay. and the same. I, and I'm asking this because I'm in this, as I'm learning about branding myself and this team, mm-hmm. I'm not really branding myself, but I'm branding my team and my boss. Sure. Um, and I was like, wow, I really need to take a step back because I was looking at my Instagram and it was so messy. None mm-hmm. of it matched. You know, you couldn't tell the personality <laughs> through it. Right. And then our Facebook was just all over the place, like using different fonts and sometimes... Sure. We use emojis. Sometimes we don't. Yeah. And there's three of us posting. So it's definitely, you know, way different. Yeah. You, you got to have something uniform. I think, I think fonts is a great one too. That's, that's a great point. It's like making sure that if you have a font, you stick with it because that is a, a, again, a subtle visual cue as to who's posting or what they're posting. Um, I think, I think having the same voice, you know, in terms of the co- the text that you're writing and what you're posting, having the same voice, if you have multiple people posting is important. Um, but again, there's always going to be a, a little bit of a, a degree of, of deviation. That's, that's okay. You just can't let it be like, okay, this person is what bad are at three things and that I can change right now to make sure that my Facebook posts seem like they're coming from the same voice. I think the, I think, like you said, the use of emojis is one thing. Um, I, in terms of, in terms of how, where you place them, if you use them at all, I think the length of, of, I, it's called copy, you know, the text that goes above it, the length of the copy, right? So if you write two or three sentences and then someone else writes right. two paragraphs, okay, that really comes off differently. And then the third one, and this, this can be tricky. This has to be a team decision is, are you talking in first person or are you talking in third person? Are you saying, I love going here at night? Or are you saying, we love going here at night? Or are you saying, 
the team loves going here. You know, like, how are you talking? You, you need to make sure you're being consistent. All right, I'm going to run with those. Too. And it is 10.59. I know we kind of rushed – I know, I rushed the the end. I was like, oh, this is good information. Um, (laughs) And I will let you go because you have a conference call at 11, and I took up an entire hour of your time. I do. Well, it was a blast, though. And, like, you know, I I would cautiously say, let me know if you ever want to do it again. But first, I'd say make sure that your audience likes it. I think they'll love it. Because I don't want, if if they like it, then I'm more than happy to come back. But if they don't like it, I don't want to. Uh, be more so be more I'm pain than help. So launching but this was the thirty first of May. Okay. Um, which you will see all on my Instagram. Okay. Um, <laughs> um oh, so awesome. I mean these are all going up on Anchor now and slowly but surely are going to go out to the podcast world. But I'll do the full announcement then and I will let you know when um yours will be aired. Perfect. It's actually gonna be up now. I'm just putting Please it up do. now. Um but I'm not announcing it to the okay, rest of the cool. world. <laughs> when you're um, pushing it out, I'll right. You know. right. And yeah. thank you so much. I knew that you would have a ton of information. Yeah. Thank you. No, this is I I mean I the thing that sucks is that I love podcasts and I love, you know, being on them. So I will talk too much. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to be on another podcast. I mean it's it oh, is an well. absolute blast. And it's fun talking with you too. You, you, you're, hey, you're doing great. The first, stuff. the first ones were you're nailing it, so. I'm like, do I delete them or do I let people <laughs> see where I started with? You know what? It's, it's the curve. It, I think, I think you let people see it. Like I said, my buddy and I were the one that we're doing with the music. I just finished our second or third episode. And when I sent it to him to listen to, I was like, dude, this is so much better than that first episode. You really do find your groove and find your, again, you find your voice, right? You find your voice. So um, yeah, I think I, the, the more you do, the better you get. And it, and it shows. Well, thank so. you. Keep, keep, well, keep stay going. tuned to listen to uh, <laughs> the rest you. of it and follow me on Instagram. Of course, branding you underscore. Mm-hmm. Real of estate. course. Yeah. And all right. I got to let you go now. You're going to mm-hmm. be late. Thank you so much. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank Yeah. Thank you. I look yes, forward sir. to talking all to right. you soon.